Welcome to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. To learn more about hope and our weekend worship opportunities, visit hopechurchmemphis.com. Today's message comes from community engagement pastor Chad Johnson. Hey, listen, if you were with us last week, you saw how Pastor Eli was kind of bringing out some old clothes from his closet that he was sharing with us. And I'm going to sign a sheet of petition of some sort that requires for Eli to actually wear some of those bowling shirts that he showed us while he preaches. Okay, because those things were fly, man. I thought those were pretty neat. They may not fit them. I'll wear them. I'll take them, Eli. I'll take them. But listen, I was thinking if he gets to show off his clothes, I'm going to show off a little, a little uh, uh, a jersey of mine. I know the season didn't end as well as I'd like to, but we got a little Memphis Grizzlies action up in here. Hey, we made it to the playoffs. A lot of teams don't get to. We're still doing this thing. But the reason why I'm wearing this, we're in the middle of a series uh, talking about the armor of God. And uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., the jersey that I'm wearing, he was the defensive player of the year, so he got that hardware. And I thought, you know, if we're talking about how God's armor protects us, this guy was one of the best rim protectors in the NBA, so I'm going to go ahead and kind of give a little nod to him. So there you have it, right there. But that's not the only reason. You know, jerseys oftentimes share where our hearts lead or lean, what we cheer for. And so I get the opportunity to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. And I want us to be reminded that even as we put on jerseys and it tells what teams our hearts go towards, may this breastplate of righteousness also remind that our hearts should be directed towards God, his kingdom, and his family, right? And so uh, Pastor Rufus and Eli shared the last few weeks about how this armor of God actually protects us from the schemes of the enemy in this spiritual world. And whether you like to think about it or not, we are spiritual beings. I heard it said recently that we're not physical beings uh, experiencing something spiritual, but rather we are spiritual beings experiencing the gift of being physical. Very fascinating thought, something to think about there. But in this spiritual world, God has not left us without a way to stand, to withstand the trials that come our way. And it's not if they come, guys, it's when they come. Our way. So you see in war, at least in this time in which we were given this imagery, this hand-to-hand -hand combat, armor was given to protect us against the attacks of the enemy. But today in modern times, we don't always see armor, right? We don't experience it in the way that maybe Paul and scriptures was experiencing it. We do see it in like contact sports, right? Where you often see gear worn to prolong someone's resilience in the, in the fight of the game, right? But day-to-day, -day, most of us don't wear a physical armor to be ready for whatever comes at us. I mean, some of us may wear uh, helmets or seat belts or protective vests, uh, maybe even gloves or steel-toed boots to kind of help us do the work longer, longer, but it's not really armor. Now, for me, I didn't have much experience at all, but I do recall a creative time in which I was experiencing armor. And now some of you guys, I know we grew up in a modern age and different disciplines are in the household, but I grew up in the age where discipline was you get an old-fashioned whooping, all right? And so I don't know if that's yours or not. And some of you guys may have heard Rufus talk about how his family would apply the board of education to the seat of his learning. Y'all heard that, right? Well, I took it a step further and I would apply some books to the seat of my learning so that the board of education wasn't so rough. And so I kid you not, I remember this one time my mom, she took off to go get her belt. I took off to go get something in my room and I knew I was in trouble, right? So the very first thing that I did is I started grabbing books. I was putting them anywhere that I thought she was going to try to discipline me. So when she came back, I was standing tall. I said, I'm standing firm in this, right? I got my armor on. Well, needless to say, she was pretty wise. And so she just sent me out to go get my own switch and uh, where I had to, there were no books hiding. So 
Uh, I got my discipline nonetheless. All right, but I digress. I have a point here. We don't always experience armor, right? And so we see different examples. So it's hard for us to kind of grasp what this armor of God allows us to do. And so as we look at the breastplate of righteousness today, I want to look at what it allows us to do, how it does it, and why it's important for you and me. So let's go ahead and dive into our passage that we've been looking at over this series. You should know it by now, but it's Ephesians 6, 13 through 14, at least the first half. So go ahead and read it with me. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And having done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness arrayed, and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. So the first thing that we need to know about the breastplate of righteousness is that it helps us to stand firm. Now, when I think about a breastplate, I'm not thinking it's helping me to stand. But let's go back to this passage, at least that first half again, and read it. It says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And having done everything to stand, stand firm then with these pieces of armor. So this piece of armor should give you resilience to stand, to stand in your faith no matter the circumstances, to stand in resistance to the things that attempt to quelch your faith, and to stand when you can do nothing else. This armor is for you. Now I know many people in this modern world, these modern times, we think that the Christian faith is in retreat, right? Churches are in decline, believers are not sure what they believe in anymore, and faith is kind of a thing of the past. Now, there's two movies that come to mind. I love movies when I think about this. The first movie is Glory with Denzel Washington and uh, Morgan Freeman, phenomenal movie, as well as another movie called Patriot with Mel Gibson. Now, in these movies, if you're not familiar with them, there is a war, there is a battle going on, and there are flags that are on each side representing the armies. Well, in this case, if you saw the flag retreat, then the army was retreating. But if the flag was pushing forward, then the army is making ground, it's pushing forward. And in both cases in the movies, uh, the flag pauses in the heat of the battle, in a moment, right? And specifically in uh, The Patriot, it retreats. And there's a point in which Mel Gibson's character sees everyone fleeing from the battle because the flag is retreating. And in a heroic moment, he runs down the flag, he throws his weapons away, and he takes the flag and goes back into battle. And he's yelling, hold the line, hold the line. It's a phenomenal piece in this movie. But for us, guys, the armor of God is a reminder to hold the line. The armor is not for retreating. It's designed to allow us to stand, to be resilient, to withstand. Right? The Christian faith has remained for thousands of years and has a track record of standing. I don't know if you know that or not. Because the God of this armor has never been defeated. So we have a breastplate that reminds us to stand, to stand firm and to stand strong. But it also reminds us how to stand. Right? Listen to just a few chapters before our verse today. It's actually in Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. It says, surely you heard of him and were taught in him in keeping with the truth that is in Jesus, to put off your former way of life, your old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 
So we stand by putting off our old self, our corrupted ways, and put on the new self, the new ways. I would even say they're closely related that as we put on the breastplate of righteousness, it was created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So to sum it up, the breastplate reminds us to stand firm in what is right, to do the right thing. But again, in modern times, that's a big question. What's the right thing? All right, let me go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. Go ahead and curl your toes up. I'm probably gonna end up stepping on some of them, so forgive me, I'm sorry, all right? Well, I'm not really sorry. We all need to hear this, and so just know that I'm sorry, not sorry. All right, moving forward. Here's the truth, guys. Believers and people who don't believe, and if you don't believe, welcome. I'm glad that you're here with us. We'd love to care for you and love you. But we do this, all of us, believers and those who don't believe. We have a tendency to want to define what is right by our own standards, by our own measurements, what feels good and right to us. And some of you guys may say, well, what's wrong with that? Can't we all just be happy? Yeah, if we were the only ones living on this earth. Let me give you an example. Let's, let's use a common one most of us know, the stop sign, okay? Imagine we're all pulling up to the stop sign and one person views the stop sign, this standard, as optional. Now, if that's you, keep your hand down. We don't need to know that. All right, just I'm not gonna ride with you, but just know you view it as optional. The next person pulls up and they view it as a yield. And then the following person goes, no, this is a stop sign, I'm supposed to stop. Well, when we all meet there at the same time, if we don't have the understanding of what the standard is of that stop sign, sooner or later, some of us are going to get hurt. Guys, we live in a world where believers and unbelievers are making up their own standards, and we have a world dying in this intersection of the aftermath of our calamity, right? We don't know what the standards are, but for those of us who try to follow Christ and his ways are supposed to stand. They're supposed to stand in this righteousness, in the right ways of God, and doing what is right by God, his standards, his word. You see, we have a standard to hold on to that does not waver. That's hard, but it's true. See, this righteousness is modeled in the likeness of our creator, God's righteousness and his holiness. And we have it to specially, it's specially preserved for us in our scripture. Guys, family, some of us need to get better at taking off our old ways and going back to scripture and putting on his ways so that we can stand strong in this world. Some of us, Instead of me trying to find these cheap books of armor, some of us need to be padding our armor with the, the, the book of God and not our own book. See, l- let me give you a little visual here. How many guys have ever ordered anything off the internet? I mean, it's usually 100% by these days, but you've, you've ordered something off the internet. Okay, now, if you've ordered anything off the internet and it come to, comes to you, was it what you ordered, right? You order from it, it's like, oh, that's not what I expected. Let me give you a few illustrations here. If you're a Mandalorian fan and you went to go get baby Yoda or Grogu and you end up getting baby Grinch instead, you're gonna be upset, right? That's not what I wanted. All right, here's my next one, this is a favorite. If you're trying to be awesome at your kid's birthday party or maybe just a cool bar party at a Halloween and you wanna get this cool suit of Buzz Lightyear, but you end up getting like a man-sized PJ of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be as cool and or as uh, awesome. All right, and the last one. Okay, you're a parent and you're trying to get this cool fluffy pillow for your child that's shaped like a a, a dinosaur, but then when it gets there, no, 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 you actually get a pillowcase with this other kid who's enjoying a fluffy pillow as a picture on your pillowcase. (laughs) It's not what you ordered, I didn't want that. 
So what's my point here, guys? A lot of us think we know what's right, but when compared to the real thing, we realize we're far from it. You think you got one thing, and then when it's actually time to use it, you realize it's something far less. You see, if, if your truth is not God's truth, it's not going to last. It's not going to stand in the end. It's not what you think it is. Because when the days of evil and trouble come, they won't be true enough for you. And they're not gonna be big enough to protect you to stand in this world if it's your ways and your truths. Okay, so this breastplate reminds us to stand firm by doing what is right. But how does that actually protect us? Remember what that last verse shared with us uh, about our old self? That it's a, our, our old self is a corruption by our deceitful desires. We're deceived by our own desires, even our own truths. The book of James even reminds us that what happens to us when our corrupt desires come to fruition, they lead us to sin, and we know sin to death. So when we pursue God's ways, we're actually directing our hearts and our desires toward good and holiness, right? In fact, it guards our heart toward what is good and away from our old self. So the breastplate of righteousness, this right living, actually guards our heart. You see, the breastplate was designed to protect the vital organs of the torso, and most importantly, the heart. And in our spiritual life, our heart is equally important as it is in the physical world. You see, in Hebrew, the Old Testament, when they would use this word for heart, it oftentimes described the core of who someone is, their identity. And Jesus even reminds us of that out of the heart is the overflow of what comes our words. So our heart overflows what comes out of our mouth. Much like, excuse me, Proverbs 4.23. And it says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So are you guarding your heart with your old self, your old truths, your old ways? Or are you guarding your heart with what God has given you, this breastplate of righteousness, his truth, his ways? You see, when we put on this breastplate of righteousness by living God's ways, we're actually protecting our hearts to stand in his ways in this world that has wayward standards. But this remains the same. Now, let me give you a brief example of, of, of how this plays out when we try to pick and choose kind of what we like or what leads our desires, if you will, how we can protect our hearts. Now, some of you guys may agree with me, um, but some of you guys who know this, this might not be a surprise to you, but those of you guys who don't know me, I love music, all kinds of music. That may or may not have been why I'm wearing this boot today, but that's a whole nother conversation, okay? But somewhere in my journey, I realized that music had a way, a unique way to guide my heart. Now, if you don't believe me, I'm gonna try a little experiment here, all right, you ready? <clears throat> see if I can do this right. Everybody clap your hands. Aha, there's the partiers. If you clapped your hand, you're a partier, and I love you. If you didn't clap your hands, and you know this song, don't lie, you know you wanted to clap. <laughs> see, music had a way to guide our actions, our desires. Let's get in this thing, right? Our body remembers it. Now, to be more specific, though, if you had an old album that you listened to, right, questionable at best, if you will, I'm not 
kind of get into that conversation. But l- let, me, let me see what you think would happen if you listen to that one album uh, 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 seven days a week for 24 hours a day and see it how it, it influenced your and directed your heart, right? Maybe your mood, your desires, those kind of things. And, and then compare that to the next week where you actually listen to the songs of scripture, the Psalms, and see how it protected your heart or guided your heart in a different way, your desires and your hopes. You see, my my point that I'm trying to make here is we can protect our heart by putting God's ways in front of it like a breastplate of righteousness. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to go out there and clear your playlist, all right? I don't know what's on your playlist, all right? But you do need to be aware that your playlist may be directing your heart in ways that does not build resilience in this world. Okay, now that's just the example of music, though. In this world around us, we have influences every day affecting us, moving us in our direction and our desires. And never once do we stop and actually measure it against the whole book of Scripture, God's whole word, and see how it protects or guides us. And so we then pick and choose what we actually like in Scripture because it may want me to to get rid of things in my past that I don't want to get rid of. So I say, I like this piece about scripture, but I'm gonna ignore the rest. Or we may pick and choose what we like and think is right in this world. And so what we end up doing is then taking what we think and like in this scripture and what we like in this world, and we put it together, and it ends up making our own armor. Guys, but guess what? This kind of breastplate is jacked up. It's a hodgepodge of combinations of truths and ways. And when the enemy looks to strike in this world, it doesn't have anything to go against God's truth. It can't fight against that because God's truth stands. But it will find your truths that is outside of his words and it will tear it to pieces. It's going to attack the weak areas in your armor to get to your heart. You ever heard these thoughts in your, uh, your heart and your own spiritual battles? You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You'll never be valuable to anyone. You're broken. This is the only way that you'll be loved, fill in the blank. You see, in many ways, these are the attacks of our weak areas to our hearts. When we try to put these other truths in ways to protect our hearts, and it's not protecting it. So do we have God's armor, his truth, to fight these lies? Do we have his ways to guard our hearts for those attacks? Are we equipped with his breastplate that can protect our hearts and withstand the onslaught of these attacks? So let me ask you, do you then allow God to define your goodness? Do you allow his word to define your strength and where you get it from, your value? Do you invite him into your brokenness? You see, God's righteous ways and truth has this breastplate of righteousness that can guard your heart against all these things. So secondly, our own right living can actually help protect us as well. Our own right living can actually help protect us as well. Yes, this breastplate guards our hearts, but it also guards our integrity. Listen to these words that Paul writes to a young pastor in Crete. It's in Titus 2, 7 through 8. And it says, always set an example for others by doing good actions. Teach with integrity and dignity. 
use wholesome speech that cannot be condemned, and then any opponent will be ashamed because he cannot say anything bad about us. Yes, right living guards our heart in the spiritual world, but this right living also protects our integrity in this physical world. There are a, there's, a, there's a study out there that's looking at adolescents and seeing if they can understand love. And what they noticed is that these students would talk about how much they love their parents and they would never do anything to hurt them. But literally in the very next sentence, the next conversation, they're bragging about how they snuck out of their house to go to a party. Now in their heads, the two scenarios were not in conflict, right? Their two different truths that they had melded together seemed to be able to work together. But they didn't know that sneaking out of their house, lying to their parents would actually hurt their parents. They didn't see that the actions showed uniquely two different truths. Either they loved their parents or they wanted to do what they wanted to do regardless. And we kind of live that same way too. Because I don't want to just pick on students, let's be honest. We end up making similar conflicts in our daily lives. We say we love God and we want to honor his ways, but do we? We still kind of pick and choose what we want to do. Do we honor him uh, in, in, in the ways when we don't get our way? When it's not going as fast as we want it or we don't get what we wanted? Do we honor him in our social media posts or even comments or DMs, your direct messages? Do we honor him in the things that we find joy in? Do we honor him in the way that we love or who we love? Y'all are pretty quiet out there. You see, we recognize we all fall short and we use that as a reason to not share our faith and to not stand. We'll say something like, well, I'm not a good Christian, so uh, I know I may present an inconsistent picture of who he is and because I don't have it all figured out, I'm just gonna kind of take a back seat here. Sound familiar? And when we think that we recognize our Christian integrity has been compromised, instead of standing firm, we back down, we quiet down, we retreat. That's not what this armor is for. In fact, you're missing the most beautiful fact of this breastplate of righteousness. It is Christ's righteous life that gives us access to the armor of God. It's never been our armor. It's always been him, his that we're trying to put on. And we have access to it because Christ gave his life for it. You see, the reason why I need to put this armor on is because I fall short. The reason why I stand in a righteous armor is because mine has always failed me. I don't stand in this world because I got it figured out. No, 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 no. I stand because the one who wore this armor overcame the world. It's resilient, it stands, it has never failed. All of my ways, all my armor is modeled after him. In fact, this armor is my perfect mediator. Let that sink in. Let me say it again. This armor is my perfect mediator. When I clothe myself in Christ, when I clothe myself in God's armor, his breastplate of righteousness, particularly guarding my heart, all that this world throws at me is absorbed in this armor. It's absorbed in my Savior. Guys, I stand before you today, not as a perfect person, but as a sinner who is trying to put on God's righteousness every day of my life. And when I realize I've got a weak spot, I try to take that off and put on his ways. I don't do it perfectly. So I need his armor because the enemy will remind me I'm not perfect. 
And when I admit that the enemy is correct, I can stand by saying and reminding the enemy, yes, but I am wearing God's righteousness, not my own. So when my actions fail, I know his never do. We may feel like we have failed miserably in this thing. We may feel like we can't stand in this faith or even in this world for another minute. But let me close with this. I don't know what you're suffering through, what your spiritual attacks are, what you're experiencing in this life, if any. But let me encourage you in this. What are you clinging to? What are you clothed in to give you resilience in this season of life? To give your heart strength to stand firm and anchored? You see, for me, sometimes I experience suffering by my own doing, by my own sin. I grieve the spirit. I kind of say, no, I want to do my own thing. And I experience that. And if so, I need to remember that the breastplate of righteousness is still mine because of Christ. And I get to put it on. But I need to take off my old ways. I can't hold on to both. I've got to get rid of that so I can wear, continue to wear his armor. But sometimes I experience suffering because I am trying to wear the breastplate of righteousness. And this world and the ways of this world keep attacking. They don't stop. But in this case, I need to remember that God's armor, his ways, protect me even through this. They are my heart. They are my integrity because Christ lives. And because he lives, I know I can keep standing. I remember when I was a kid, right? And, and we, would, uh, we would not get new clothes until the beginning of the next school year. Right? I don't know if you guys had that same experience. And we would cycle through, I hear an amen out there, we would cycle through these clothes all year long. And by the end of the year, they were torn, they were tattered, they were sh shrunk maybe, stained, and maybe even stinking. I don't know. I can't remember. But I do know they experienced all the onslaught that that year had. And guys, I couldn't wait to get my hands on that new drip, those fresh clothes, and just let, oh, that new day of school, right? That new story, that new year. I had a new opportunity to write a different story that year. And the beautiful thing is, guys, you have that same opportunity to put on God's armor today. And guess what? You ain't gonna have to get new clothes afterwards because it always stands. It never wears down. It will always be resilient for you. You have access to this new armor for your life today, this season, whatever you're going through. And it's found in God's ways through the gift of Christ. Amen? Listen, if you're like me and like I was as a kid running around from discipline, <laughs> we don't have to be worried to run to God. We don't have to run to some fake cheap armor in this world because Christ stood up for us and took our punishment. He took our mistakes so we could take on his perfect life, his perfect armor, and give me the opportunity to put my old life down. I get to put on those new clothes. Amen. We can run to him and put Christ on. We put him on by taking off our old life and taking off or taking off our old life and putting on our, 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 our new ways by believing in him that he came to do what he promised to do, to save his people, bring them back to God and experience his love. I don't know about you guys, but that's something I want to stand for for the rest of my life. This truth is here for you as well. 
and this truth never fails you in this breastplate of righteousness. Let's pray. Our prayer volunteers can come forward to their stations. God, we are so thankful that you not only have given us your son to defeat our old ways, to show us your truth, but also to take the death that we deserve by our deceitful desires, our deceitful truths. But I thank you, God, that you've given us your scripture to remind us of what he has done and he is doing in our life, but that we can go to it daily and guard our hearts, protect our integrity, so that we can continue to be a people after your truths, your ways. So let this breastplate of righteousness protect our hearts, guard our integrity, but also let it remind us that you are ours and we are yours. We pray all this in your beautiful and lovely name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. I'm Daniel Openeisen, musical worship director. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. To experience previous messages, videos, and our live worship service, visit our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.